Welcome to the Keep Idaho Red Radio Show, where you'll hear from national, statewide, and local Republican leaders about the issues that are most important to Idahoans today. Now, please welcome Tom Luna and Vic Miller. Welcome to Keep Idaho Red Radio with Tom Luna and Vic Miller, and uh, we got a great show for the folks today, Vic, and we're going to jump right in. We've got Senator Jim Risch with us, and there's a lot going on in D.C., and uh, Senator, thank you so much for joining us. Happy to do it. Good to talk to you. Well, Senator, let, let's just jump right in. Let, let, let's, there's a number of things we can talk about when it, when it comes to China, but, but let, let's just start with this whole balloon um, issue, you know, and, and, and give, us, give us the latest. We know that there was the one balloon that was shot down, then there was others, and we're not exactly sure what those were, or I guess maybe we have a better idea what they were, but just what is going on and what's the latest with that issue? Well, Tom, if you, if you back up to a, a 30,000-foot view of this, I think the more important issue here is um, the fact that the balloon incident has really underscored what Americans need to think about when it comes to China, and that is that uh, I've been saying for years, and whenever something like this happens, I'm always glad to see it get up on the radar. China is the issue for the 21st century. Uh, they are, they have been and are rapidly continuing to become a uh, peer competitor when it comes to econ- the, the economy, when it comes to uh, military matters, when it comes to uh, culture. And uh, they don't do things the same way we do. They're, they're very different than we are. Um, they, uh, they have a culture that's different than ours based on uh, uh, a government that uh, is not a democratic government or anything close to it. Uh, it's an autocratic government, which they strongly believe in um, and, uh, and defend uh, 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 very, uh, very strongly. Um, they're they're not embarrassed about being an autocratic government and the fact that individuals don't have rights and there are, are no uh, no human rights in in China that the, it is the government that is uh, uh, that, that is the center there not the individual and uh, all of that leads to a, a very different way we think about things and uh, and and how we move forward so. Uh, look, they're they're a challenge for us. Uh, they uh, they do things that are very different than uh, than we are, particularly on the national uh, or international uh, trade uh, matters. They don't follow international norms. They're oblivious to international law, and and it's a problem. It's a so, serious serious problem. So so uh, so so apparently they they feel no um, intimidation or no hesitation to, for example, fly this information-seeking balloon, I guess, over our country. And and what's your thoughts about the way that we handled that? Well, uh, one of the things they did for us, I guess, was uh, provide a drill for what uh, we need to do uh, when when these things happen in the future. Um, look, I, they declassified something that we've known. Uh, I'm on the Intelligence Committee, so we've known for a long time, and that is that they have a balloon program. Uh, things in the atmosphere between the ground uh, and about 40,000 feet are watched very closely. From 40,000 feet up to... Uh, 
uh, 100 miles or so, it, it's no man's land. It's not watched very closely. And as a result of that, the the uh, Chinese have been working on that airspace uh, for a long time and developing uh, what are really uh, 18th century uh, uh technology uh, to deal with it, and that, that's the balloons. Um, they have taken a very different track, uh, all the balloons that they've launched uh, uh, around the globe. Uh, this one uh, was steered up uh, from its launch point uh, north. It, it started out on the same path that they usually go on, and, they, and some of the balloons have taken two and a half uh, trips around the world before they brought them down. But um, this particular one, uh, started on a track north not long after it was launched, and and it was actually watched. Uh, uh, we we saw it, uh, and it was actually watched, and uh, nobody really knew what uh, what was involved there. Finally, as it approached uh, or, or got to U.S. waters, we flew U-2s and others next to it and had a pretty good idea that this wasn't just a, a weather balloon or something like that, and, and in fact was uh this chinese uh uh, b- uh balloon that uh, that had a lot of the spy uh, material on it but having said that um people didn't get too worked up because look we, we got satellites but we do they do russia does everybody does has have satellites going over and with the technology from satellites today i can tell you uh even though they're high up they can see with granularity what's going on on the ground very, very clearly. I've watched it. And so uh, this this was an intrusion that really um, was just using technology that they could have used some other way. Why they did it, uh, the motive there, I I don't know. I can't tell you. There's a lot of speculation on it. Uh, But... um, uh, it's uh, they're not going to allow the in- incursions. I think the fact that everybody got so worked up about the incursion was the was the primary uh, adversarial result of this thing because uh, uh, it it. it, it they weren't getting anything that they couldn't get from the satellite. So uh, we're here with Senator Risch on Keep Idaho Red Radio. Senator, uh, let's pivot a little bit. Um, the Department of Energy talked a little bit about their uh, the COVID and the origins from China. We see China potentially providing, uh, well, allegedly providing lethal aid to Russia. And uh, we certainly want to get your opinion on what's happening in Ukraine. But maybe um, why do you think that report on COVID at this point, and do you think there's any validity? to uh, lethal aid from China to Russia? Well, two different, very different uh, subjects. Uh, On the Wuhan uh, lab leak, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that's where it came from. I mean, uh, the agencies are speculating on it, but uh, uh, at the very outset, uh, when they were denying it or saying it wasn't even possible, all you got to do is lay out a map of the world and put a tiny red dot where they were doing research on this and put a tiny red dot where it was found, which was three blocks away. I mean, you didn't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that this came out of the lab. Um, I I don't subscribe to the theory that it was intentionally released by China. They didn't want it uh, any more than we do. The Chinese hate uh, this kind of uh, 
uh, chaos that it caused. So uh, does that mean a rogue employee didn't release it? That's possible. Uh, Negligent escape, that's possible. But there's no doubt in my mind it started uh, within the lab. And uh, I'm glad there's a lot more talk about it right now. uh, And I'm glad that... uh, that there are agencies that are uh, that are jumping on board uh, to reach the same conclusion. All right, uh, Senator, uh, we sure appreciate your time, and um, let, let's let's pivot. the The Ukraine Russia war started, or Russia's invasion of Ukraine started a, a little over a year ago, and um, you know we see this playing out. We now see China, um, you know, um, considering offering lethal weapons to Russia, but specifically the Ukraine war. Kind of give us your thoughts on where that's at, where it's going, and, um, and, and just the latest. Yeah. Let, let's, let, again, let's back up and, and talk about how we got where we are. This starts with Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan spent eight years uh, of uh, his presidency uh, on his flagship issue, and that was bringing down the Soviet Union. He was successful. He brought down the Soviet Union. Uh, when it crashed, it broke up, and all those countries that uh, were part of Russia's orbit in the Soviet Union uh, got their freedom, and uh, most of them uh, took it and went uh, a different direction, uh, and that, that included the Ukraine, of course. But one thing that happened as a result of that is four countries came out of the Soviet Union with nuclear weapons. Now, it was the policy of the United States of America. It is the policy of the United States of America, and it's a good policy that uh, uh, we do our best to see that as few countries as possible have nuclear weapons. So the four countries that came out with nuclear weapons were Russia, Kazakhstan, Belarus, and Ukraine. On uh, December 5th of 1995, we sat down with the Ukrainians uh, in uh, uh, Budapest and made an agreement. Uh, The offer was made to the Ukrainians and said, if you give up your nuclear weapons, we will uh, see that you have security. That is, your your, uh, sovereignty and your borders will be uh, protected, just as we have those kind of agreements with all the NATO, the other 29 NATO countries, with Japan, uh, with with other countries that uh, that we have security agreements with. Uh, the Ukrainians took us up on it. They gave up the nuclear weapons, and then, of course, the worst happened. And uh, so, we really have not only a moral obligation but a legal obligation to do what we're doing. Now, I- I'm not in favor of putting boots on the ground. I can't. I don't know of anybody that is. But we don't have to do that anymore with the kind of weapons that we have. But we do need to supply them with their with their own ability to uh, to defend. And that's what we're doing here. And. Uh, and, and it's the right thing to do, and really the only thing you can do. If, if Russia prevails here, then the next one is Moldova. The next one is Georgia. Uh, next are probably going back to Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, etc. So th- this thing's going to repeat itself over and over again as Putin tries to put back the uh, the old Soviet Union. So, uh, look, I, I, I don't like this any more than anybody else does, but we're bound to do it. And not only that, it's uh, it's good judgment at this point because this if it's not stopped here, it's going to get a whole lot worse and cost us a whole lot more in the future. Senator, just one last topic before we let you go, and that is the you made a um, you made a comment on a press release on the World Health Organization, U.S. sovereignty. Maybe talk a little bit about um, what your concerns are there. Well, uh, look, uh, global health, uh, I guess, global pandemic issues 
are a matter of real importance to the United States of America because as much as we'd like to isolate ourselves from that, we can't. And uh, as a result of that, we have got to monitor. Uh, we've got to do other things uh, when and if another, not, not if, when another pandemic uh, breaks out. Uh, what I'm concerned about is that uh, the Biden, I, have, I don't have the confidence in the Biden administration to negotiate uh, with the WHO uh, uh, to do this. WHO has proven themselves to be an incredibly incompetent organization. It needs reform badly. Uh, and uh, so my, my point in the, what, uh, the resolution that I've put out is that uh, it, it uh, will prohibit uh, the Biden administration, or for that matter, any administration, from reaching an agreement uh, with WHO uh, or anybody else ab about this subject matter without submitting it to the United States Senate for, for, uh, uh, being, for confirmation, for, uh, uh, for being adopted, for being uh, ratified. And um, uh, we need to do that. We're, we're the people's body. We, we, we're, we're the collective wisdom of the people of America. And you shouldn't have uh, an individual, uh, which is what the president of the United States is, head of the second branch of government, uh, bind, trying to bind the United States to agreements that uh, that we don't have a broad input into. And that, that's the purpose of what we're doing. Well, Senator, we really do appreciate your uh, time. You just came off the floor. You just um, came off of the floor after a vote, and we appreciate you immediately uh, reaching out to us. And uh, we appreciate the time you've given us um, on Keep Idaho Red Radio. And we wish you all the best in the rest of this uh, 2023 session. And uh, we're grateful that you um, you spent some time with us. And uh, we wish you all the best. Thanks for what you do. Uh, we we appreciate it. You may think that uh, that we don't know uh, what uh, what goes on back there, but I come home every weekend. I keep a close handle on this. Uh, I know the work that you're doing, and we truly appreciate it. Thank you. That's very kind of you. And we'll be right back with another segment of Keep Idaho Red Radio. Thank you to Senator Jim Risch.